Hello everyone, I'm here to read you beautiful old books that are hopefully going to help you learn English whilst getting you to relax and wind down for the day. Or perhaps me reading to you will also help you get to sleep. The books I read are very old and were written more than a hundred years ago. What I have found reading these old books is the mental adjustment that strengthens our creativity. And by doing so, it makes us feel more human, possibly even more normal, to recognize our own feelings and thoughts, fears and hopes, ambitions and hesitations through those we read about. The Garden Party by Catherine Mansfield Chapter 1 At the Bay Very early morning, the sun was not yet risen, and the whole of Crescent Bay was hidden under a white sea mist. The big bush-covered hills at the back were smothered. You could not see where they ended, and the paddocks and the bungalows began. The sandy road was gone and the paddocks and bungalows, the other side of it, there were no white dunes covered with reddish grass beyond them. There was nothing to mark which was beach and where was the sea. A heavy dew had fallen. The grass was blue. Big drops hung on the bushes and just did not fall. The silvery, fluffy toy-toy was limp on its long stalks, and all the marigolds and the pinks in the bungalow gardens were bowed to the earth with wetness. Drenched were the cold fuchsias, round pearls of dew lay on the flat nasturtium leaves. It looked as though the sea had beaten up softly in the darkness as though one immense wave had come rippling, rippling how far. Perhaps if you had waked up in the middle of the night, you might have seen a big fish flicking in at the window and gone again. Aha, sounded the sleepy sea, and from the bush there came the sound of little streams flowing quickly, lightly, slipping between the smooth stones, gushing into ferny basins and out again, and there was the splashing of big drops on large leaves and something else. What was it? A faint stirring and shaking, the snapping of a twig and then such silence that it seemed someone was listening. Round the corner of Crescent Bay, between the piled-up masses of broken rock, a flock of sheep came pattering. They were huddled together, a small, tossing, woolly mass, and their thin, stick-like legs trotted along quickly, as if the cold and the quiet had frightened them. Behind them, an old sheepdog, his soaking paws covered with sand, ran along with his nose to the ground, but carelessly, as if thinking of something else. 
And then, in the rocky gateway, the shepherd himself appeared. He was a lean, upright old man in a frieze coat that was covered with a web of tiny drops, velvet trousers tied under the knee, and a wide awake with a folded blue handkerchief round the brim. One hand was crammed into his belt, the other grasped a beautifully smooth yellow stick, and as he walked, taking his time, he kept up a very soft, light whistling, an airy, faraway fluting that sounded mournful and tender. The old dog cut an ancient caper or two and then drew up sharp, ashamed of everything, and walked a few dignified paces by his master's side. The sheep ran forward in little pattering rushes. They began to bleat, and ghostly flocks and herds answered them from under the sea. Ba, ba. For a time they seemed to be always on the same piece of ground. There ahead was stretched the sandy road with shallow puddles. The same soaking bushes showed on either side and the same shadowy palings. Then something immense came into view. An enormous shock-haired giant with his arms stretched it was the big gum tree outside Mrs. Stubbs shop and as they passed by there was a strong whiff of eucalyptus and now big spots of light gleamed in the mist. The shepherd stopped whistling. He rubbed his red nose and wet beard on his wet sleeve and screwing up his eyes glanced in the direction of the sea. The sun was rising. It was marvellous how quickly the mist thinned, sped away, dissolved from the shallow plain, rolled up from the bush and was gone as if in a hurry to escape. Big twists and curls jostled and shouldered each other as the silvery beams broadened. The faraway sky, a bright, pure blue, was reflected in the puddles and the drops swimming along the telegraph poles, flashed into points of light. Now the leaping, glittering sea was so bright it made one's eyes ache to look at it. The shepherd drew a pipe the bowl as small as an acorn, out of his breast pocket, fumbled for a chunk of speckled tobacco, pared off a few shavings and stuffed the bowl. He was a grave, fine-looking old man. As he lit up and the blue smoke wreathed his head, the dog watching looked proud of him. Ba ba. The sheep spread out into a fan. They were just clear of the summer colony before the first sleeper turned over and lifted a drowsy head.
their cry sounded in the dreams of little children who lifted their arms to drag down, to cuddle the darling little woolly lambs of sheep. Then the first inhabitant appeared. It was the Burnell's cat, Flurry, sitting on the gatepost far too early as usual, looking for their milk girl. When she saw the old sheepdog, she sprang up quickly, arched her back, drew in her tabby head and seemed to give a little shiver. Ah, what a coarse, revolting creature, said Flory. But the old sheepdog, not looking up, waggled past, flinging out his legs from side to side. Only one of his ears twitched to prove that he saw and thought her a silly young female. The breeze of morning lifted in the bush and the smell of the leaves and wet black earth mingled with the sharp smell of the sea. Myriads of birds were singing. A goldfinch flew over the shepherd's head and perching on the tip top of a spray, it turned to the sun ruffling its small breast feathers and now they had passed the fisherman's hut past the charred looking little ware where Layla the milk girl lived with her old gran the sheep strayed over a yellow swamp and wag the sheepdog padded after rounded them up and headed them for the steeper narrower rocky pass that led out of Crescent Bay and towards Daylight Cove. Faint the cry came as they rocked along the fast drying road. The shepherd put away his pipe, dropping it into the breast pocket so that the little bowl hung over. And straight away the soft airy whistling began again. Wag ran along a ledge of the rock after something that smelled and ran back again disgusted then pushing nudging hurrying the sheep rounded the bend and the shepherd followed after out of sight